Uh, plan for your own time. We, we we tend to have this belief as entrepreneurs that we have to hustle. We have to constantly be out there crushing it every single day. We have to present this image of just being this dominating figure that is always putting on this, this wonderful, victorious face for everybody to see. But if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a small business person, if you're like us who who work in environments where uh, we don't relieve the stress of working in that corporate environment, we just merely change its form, you have to remember your own needs in that process. And that was often, I mean, you go back to that that business lesson, that was one of those things that I didn't listen to myself about, was I... I told myself, you might have a problem here with, with how you allocate your time. Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups in the seven and eight figure businesses, as well as a founder and CEO of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com, grab some time with us to chat, and we're always here to help. Now, today we've got another great guest on the podcast, uh, Robert Lee, and uh, Robert started his journey um, in college on a debate scholarship at uh, Colorado State, uh, love debating. Uh, and uh, as he went through college, decided uh, he didn't want or he wouldn't be a good corporate worker or what that wasn't the, the right setup for him or the or career path that uh, would excite him. So um, became interested in uh, politics and uh, campaigning and uh, did some work there um, and then or got uh, a bit uh, burned out on, on that front. So moved over to uh, working with an, an engineering uh, firm as uh, with some project management. Um, also got uh, six, six, or six Sigma and Lean uh, qualified uh, before starting his own agency and uh, uh, moved and uh, had to uh, start that agency over again and uh, is in uh, transition over to uh, more of the digital side of uh, agencies with uh, providing uh, marketing services to uh, small businesses. So with that much as an introduction, welcome on the podcast, Robert. Yeah, man. Appreciate it, Devin. Thank you. Absolutely. So so I gave a, a quick run through to a, a much longer journey, but uh, why don't we uh, rewind and un unpack that a bit and tell us a little bit uh, about how your journey got started on a uh, debate scholarship uh, going off to college. Yeah. So, I mean, like anybody that loves to argue, I always thought I was right. And I wanted to be in a place where I could actually argue with people competitively. So I, I started debate in high school. Uh, wasn't you know, it wasn't great, but but I think was I I, I was competitive. So uh, eventually got connected to the debate program there at Colorado State. Uh, met the coach, who's uh, still to this day a fantastic mentor and and friend. Uh, you know, twenty five going on thirty years later, and uh, started to understand the roots of how you be persuasive to people. And it isn't always about winning every argument. It's about showing people the better path forward uh, with the arguments that you're making. So that was a great foundation to learn about how to communicate with people in the world. Even if I didn't take every lesson uh, to heart at the time, I certainly look back on those lessons now and utilize them for myself as well as my clients who need to communicate their story and communicate with people in a way that's that's ultimately persuasive. 
And if I had to look back at college, I mean, yeah, I'm happy I got my degree and I'm I'm happy I went through and found out what I don't like as much as what I do. Uh, I mean, I took the LSAT like, like I'm sure you did. And I, after that LSAT and scoring what I thought was a pretty, pretty good score, uh, realized that I didn't need to be in school for three more years, getting yelled at by law instructors and then uh, work my way through uh, the corporate world of being being an attorney and and working in a high rise office and and all of that. So, uh, but what I did learn was I loved communications. I loved being able to connect with people on on a personal level. Made mm-hmm. my life better. Felt like it made made their life better. And so now, just so, rewinding and un- unpack that a little bit. So you mm-hmm. uh, you know so you went through college. You know, got the undergraduate degree, or start, or was intending to to potentially go into the law school, and hence took the the LSAT. Now, mm-hmm. kind of amidst all of that, you also kind of indicate or mentioned when we chatted a bit before that, hey, you know, this is I kind of found out that you know I wouldn't be a good corporate worker. At least it wasn't the setup or environment that you wanted to pursue, yeah. or you know, wouldn't match with that. And I definitely understand. I love startups and going your own path and having that uh, freedom and that uh flexibility. But so now as you're kind of saying, okay, maybe that's not the path that I want to take, or, you know, maybe not going to go down the, the law school route, or I'm not going to go into, you know, the quote unquote, you know, typical corporate uh, environment. Um, You know, how did you kind of decide where you're going to go next or or kind of what you're going to pursue in, 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 instead of that? Yeah. So I, the, the reason I wouldn't succeed in that environment was because I don't like strict uh, for lack of a better way to say it, biblical style rules when it comes to my conduct and how I work. I want flexibility. I need the ability to innovate. I need to take expectations and use those expectations to uh, perform. Uh, you, you work in a corporate environment, there's hierarchies, there's uh, bureaucratic rules and norms that you have to follow. You have to sit with HR for this. My wife works in in a major hospital system here in Atlanta. That's her day is Mm -hmm. implementation of rules and structure. And you follow those rules. And for people that have that personality type, they succeed in those roles. I never was going to uh, because my next natural question was, this seems stupid. Why do I have to do this? Why can't I do this this better way? And that just doesn't lend itself in those type of environments to fostering success. So I needed to find an environment where I could be myself, which is to get expectations for what I have to produce, but be allowed to ask a ton of questions, not for the sake of argument, but just for the sake of finding the best possible answer. And so that eventually led me to... uh, more and more active in uh, political operations, uh, where I started to utilize a lot of these communication tactics. And I started to learn the marketing side of organizations, especially small staff light, resource light organizations that needed to make a dollar stretch further. So Hmm. uh, when I went and I just found it was a good natural place for me. I mean, again, like to argue, Seems like everybody does <laughs> politics, good and bad. Uh, loved loved being able to figure out a better way to build a mouse trap, and that is the very definition of uh, the campaign side and and public relations side and and public marketing side of of politics. 
And so it was just a good natural, natural fit. Uh, still wasn't fully prepared for that level of autonomy. So I eventually burned out and then went to the what what I think was a, a great decision for me, and that is to go work for a small business that had the right number of rules and the right amount of flexibility uh, to learn Lean, Six Sigma, process management, how to work with different different types of people where arguments were not necessarily the way you you solved a problem, but used engineering principles. I'm not an engineer. Uh, I don't know the first thing about electrical engineering or mechanical engineering, but I, I learned a tremendous amount about how to work with people that know a lot more than me and take the things that I know a lot about and collectively start figuring out a way to build a better mousetrap and a better plan forward. And then after that time in in uh, with this engineering firm in Chicago, I decided it was it was time to find my permanent place in the world. And then that's when I eventually came to Georgia and set out on my own. And over the course of the last 12, 13 years now, have been building up my portfolio and my list of successes and list of failures and list of struggles and list of accomplishments uh, one day at a time, one project at a time using all of that practical experience I've taken in, in life and applying it in a variety of different ways. No, it sounds awesome. Now, uh, rewinding just a, a little bit on that or on that point. So you were working for the the small business. It was an engineering firm, got a lot, you know, kind of more of the right level of uh, autonomy as well as uh, they were supportive in uh, learning a lot of the different skill sets and whatnot. So now as you're going through that, you know, kind of was or what uh, tipped you towards going down and doing your own thing or kind of, you know, still going your own path? Was it opportunity, had a great idea, you know, timing wise or kind of walk us through that a bit of that decision as to how you finally said, hey, now is the right time to to pursue my own thing? It was it. Well, one, uh, I had had made the decision to uh, leave Illinois and so better was going to either go back to where I was from out west and in Wyoming or Colorado uh, or move down to Georgia because I just thought there was there was a lot of opportunity. So I made the decision to move down here to Georgia. Best decision I ever made in my life in terms of where to place roots. Uh, although I missed back home, this was just the best place. And the reason I saw that opportunity was, is I took this passion I had for political activity and political communication and trying to make the world a better place, something that just never left my soul. And all of these lessons about working with people that knew things that I didn't know and teaching people things that they didn't know, uh, taking a very different personality types and building building a common common goal and a strategy that 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 met the needs of everybody on that team as well as the customers we were working to support and said you know here's my chance to do that for uh, political clients who don't get exposed to this because that that was where the innovation was in in political circles was this process based approach that that I learned working for an engineering firm and then start taking uh, that to small businesses that didn't have the resources to hire a full-time uh, director of marketing, build a marketing department, and start implementing those solutions for people. Uh, because the thing that I got really good at doing 
was making the dollar stretch further based on my experiences in the political world where every dollar you have to make count for a buck 50 and small businesses especially get a little overwhelmed with how it is that they market themselves and how expensive it can be and if if they pull back if they don't invest they're never going to grow their business. So uh, there were lessons in both circles that I could apply to a different circle. And and so, like I said, piece by piece, day by day, year by year, have now built up uh, built up better opportunities for myself to, to help more people in the world uh, in these niches that I serve. Now, so now you, and that is a definitely a, an insightful answer. So now you go out on your own and say, okay, it's time, uh, you know, given the opportunity kind of uh, or fits those uh, those needs and that uh, desire. So you go down that uh, that route. Now, you you know, you go out, start your own agency, you know, because I, I think as we chatted a bit, it kind of transitioned to more of a digital agency. But kind of mm-hmm. where did the agency start out at or kind of what was that initial path that it was on? Yeah, we initially started out serving exclusively local political clients. So people running for state house or state legislature or county commission or or things like that. As we serviced those clients, we started to get questions from people about, uh, well, can you also help us out in this industry? You know, roofers. So we work with a couple of roofing companies now. Uh, because we met these roofers who saw what we were doing and said, well, can you do that for us? Mm-hmm. Uh, so local, small startup type sized roofing businesses or now we've got a couple of those candidate or clients in our, our profile. Uh, we started working with real estate educators because of somebody that we met through these political circles who also said, we get no marketing support whatsoever as real estate educators. And these are the people that teach CE courses, which I know as an attorney, you have to go through your fair share of CE courses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to, to maintain uh, your qualifications for the bar. Uh, but real estate agents in every state have to get pre-licensing education, post-licensing education, and those CE courses. And there's just a dearth of marketing support for the state schools and these real estate educators who want to grow their school. So we've we've branched out to that niche. And these frameworks that we've learned from other people that are smarter than us, as well as adapted and modified, and in some cases created for uh, servicing our clients, because they're frameworks, they can be applied to multiple industries, and you just kind of tweak it here and there. And so now we're servicing people that share that common bond of not having millions of dollars to just throw at the problem, not having dozens of people to just throw at the problem, but having a real knowledge that can make people's lives better if they can connect with people to show them how they solve their problems. So uh, it's it's really kind of just taken a life of its own by focusing on making our clients' lives and days better. And, and we're helping people do that too. No, sounds awesome. Sounds like a, a great place to be and uh, a fun business to be able to, to assist a lot of people with. So, mm-hmm. so now catch us up kind of where's the business at today? You know, is it, uh, you know, since you started, is it taken off? You said it's been 10, 13 years. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. 
So now where, where's the business at today? Is it continuing to grow and expand, continuing to evolve on the teetering of bankruptcy on the teetering of being a, <laughs> a unicorn or somewhere in the middle, but kind of catch us up where things at today and a bit uh, where things set up. Well, definitely not, uh, definitely not a unicorn. I'd, I'd love to be that billion dollar private company out there that, that uh, allows me to just go to conferences and wax eloquent about how amazing I am at growing businesses. But uh, the the digital agency, the the political agency, continue to grow uh, consistently, predictably, and profitably, and and that's really the goal for for any small business is not to get so far ahead of yourself that you start to teeter on the edge of bankruptcy. And it's given us opportunities to test out other other chances of how to expand our por portfolio of services. Some that have worked and and some that have not. Uh, one way that didn't work was we bought some some direct mail operations and tried to mold those into a modern digital centric uh, operation, and we we just had to divest. It it just wasn't a wasn't a good fit. Uh, didn't have the resources uh, or or the buy in from people honestly from our clients uh, that we purchased. You know, they they looked at marketing as one of, and we were trying uh, unfruitfully to to educate people that look, you can do mail, you should do mail, but you need to do digital too, mm. and as well, our digital clients say, look, you're doing digital, but you can really make it fantastic with mail. For whatever reason, people just weren't buying into that that service model. So not without the millions of dollars that the Vista prints of the world or, or big national printers have the capabilities to do. So we had, I mean, we just, we chalked that up to a failure and that's the beauty of, of capitalism, right? Everybody has the right to fail. Uh, but the ways that we have actually found a lot of success is we fully embrace this AI revolution that's taking place. So we now have the ability to service more clients ourselves and teach our clients how to service more clients on their end by utilizing the this tremendous amount of AI capabilities out there for everything from content production. So you're doing your own content marketing uh, to analyzing your clients' needs and, and wants and formulating a plan of plan of action in moments rather than days or, or weeks. Hmm. No, sounds like a, a lot of uh, great learnings. You know, mistakes are always made along the way, but uh, definitely uh, are great opportunities to learn from them. And that uh, kind of transitions well into the two questions I always like to ask towards the end of each episode. So we'll jump to those now. So the one you kind of already started to hit on, but we'll jump into a bit deeper mm -hmm. is, so um, first question I ask is, along your journey, what was the worst business decision you ever made? And what'd you learn from it? Yes, worst business decision was, was not trusting my instincts about that male male business purchase. There were a lot of, I don't want to say red flags, but light pink flags that said, yeah, maybe you should step back. And I have always uh, uh, I've always thought like I could never trust people as much as I should. So I kind of I kind of chalked that up to me being myself and trust the process and you should be fine and it turns out those instincts i had were were correct uh, so the the business lesson i learned there is the same business lesson that i think any small business entrepreneur should do and that is trust yourself 
and be patient with yourself. You know, don't don't sit there and argue. I mean, we talked about going back to loving arguing with people. Like when I joined the debate, you can't argue with yourself. You have to you have to listen to what your instincts and your gut are telling you, if nothing else, just to slow down and be more thorough with your decisions. Uh, that that mistake I made uh, didn't allow me to be as thorough as I, you know, in hindsight probably should have. And so going forward, I will, I will listen to that voice inside of my head, that, that Jiminy Cricket that just says, you know what, slow down, get some feedback from other people, let their feedback be exactly what it is. Don't try to ask for them to, to confirm what it is that you feel, get their raw feelings, evaluate that with what it is that you're doing and make a wise decision. And, and honestly, it, it seems like a simple lesson, but oftentimes the simple lessons are the best ones to, to remember. Awesome. No, I think that uh, definitely is a great mistake to learn from and uh, one that uh, makes great sense. So now the second question I'd like to ask is, so now if you're talking to somebody that's just getting into a startup or a small business, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them? Uh, plan for your own time. We, we we tend to have this belief as entrepreneurs that we have to hustle. We have to constantly be out there crushing it every single day. We have to present this image of just being this dominating figure that is always putting on this, this wonderful, victorious face for everybody to see. But if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a small business person, if you're like us who, who work in environments where uh, we don't relieve the stress of working in that corporate environment, we just merely change its form, you have to remember your own needs in that process. And that was often, I mean, you go back to that, that business lesson, that was one of those things that I didn't listen to myself about, was I... I told myself, you might have a problem here with, with how you allocate your time. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to build that into your business plan. You have to stay emotionally grounded, emotionally connected with yourself, because otherwise you just lose sight of what it is that we're doing this for. And I do this for the ability to solve problems and meet expectations. I mean, that's, that's it. All right. Money, you can make money in 9 million different ways. You can make a dollar in each of those ways and be fine for life. But money is not going to buy you happiness. It's not going to buy you a content home. It's not going to make you look in the mirror and say, Rob or Devin or whatever your name is when you're listening to this, you're a good person. You have to build that into your business plan though. You have to take the time to consider your own emotional needs because if you don't, you will fail. You might have a big bank account, but you will look at that business and that is the worst decision I've ever made in my life. And that's not that that's a place of hopelessness. Don't allow don't allow yourself to get to that point. And and don't apologize for caring about yourself either. No, I think that uh, that's uh, definitely a great uh, piece of advice and uh, and certainly a good takeaway. So. 
Well, now as we uh, do wrap up towards the uh, the end of the episode, if people want to reach out to you, they want to be a customer, they want to be a client, they want to be an employee, they want to be an investor, they want to be your next best friend, mm-hmm. any or all of the above, what's the best way to reach out to you, contact you, find out more? Yeah, you can visit our website, leasix.agency. That's L-E-S-I-X dot agency. Uh, we offer a free discovery session for anybody that uh, wants to connect with us with that discovery comes uh, an ebook called small small uh, small business storyteller uh, where we give you an understanding of the frameworks that you can use to help grow your small business profitably and predictably and we also throw out uh, some content ideas for uh, the entire year so if you're one that struggles for what to post on social media just for spending 90 minutes with you uh, we will give you, those free gifts, as well as the frameworks we use with our clients uh, and a basic understanding of how you could walk away from that meeting and instantly start changing uh, your your business for the better. Again, leasix.agency, that's L-E-S-I-X dot agency. Uh, just click on the button that says uh, free discovery session, and we'd love to chat. You can also contact us. You can shoot me an email at robert at leasix.agency if you just have a question. And any one of those ways would love to hear from folks, love answering questions, love connecting with people. Again, for me, the the drive is to solve people's problems, help you grow your business, help you be happy in growing your business. And if I can do that in any any way, I'd love to love to hear from folks. Awesome. Well, I definitely encourage people to reach out, support or make a new connection, support a great business. If nothing else, uh, make a new best friend. So with that, thank you again for coming on the podcast. It's been a fun. It's been a pleasure. Now, for all of you that are listeners that are out there, if you have your own journey to share and you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, we'd love to have you. So just go to inventiveguest.com, apply to be on the show. A couple more things as listeners, make sure to click share, subscribe, leave us a review. Helps us to reach even more startups and small businesses to help them along their journey to success. And on that note, if you ever need help with your startup, or your small business um, with patents or trademarks or anything else, uh, feel free to reach out to us and just go to strategymeeting.com. Grab some time with us to chat. And we're always here to help. Well, thank you again, Robert, for coming on the podcast and wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Appreciate it, Devin. Thank you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it.